0: obviously. But that was a ton of fun of basketball. A little bit of a different uh little bit of a different setup here today. Brian, you know, Brian had to hit the books. Bentley, he's still in school, having to do his thing. So I brought on good friend Mike McDaniel, Mike. Introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Yeah,
1: I well, First of all, thanks for having me on, Billy. So usually it's all Virginia Tech all the time. I used to write for <laughs> illustrated now i write for the suns and i am a diehard celtics fan phil and i have been bonding about this for quite a while as long as we've known each other at this point we've been talking about celtics basketball so it's awesome to to be on the show i wish it was coming off of a win you know you guys were talking about the podcast the other night how it felt like ever since the podcast began you know the Celtics were just going to go undefeated and we're going to lose a game the entire postseason And sure enough, first night you had me on, boom, they lose at the buzzer. I mean, it's just a brutal, brutal loss tonight. But um, there are some positives to take away from this game. Obviously, a a few things they still got to clean up, but I don't know. It's it's just frustrating coming out of a loss when you have, you know, half a second remaining and you just have an unbelievable play at the end to to kind of take the lead and and really look like you were going to secure the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was very – honestly – now that I kind of think about it, it was very reminiscent of game two in the aspect of Toronto comes out hot, up 10 to three in the beginning. But Kemba Walker in the first half was just absolutely unbelievable. Yep.
1: Yeah, kept him in it. Um, look, 17 first quarter points. He had 21 at the break. He was the reason, and of course, Jalen Brown had a really strong first half too, but from a scoring standpoint, I mean, Kemba's the reason why they were in this game early. I mean, truthfully, I mean, the first quarter, like you mentioned, a little rough off the top. Um, the, the fact that Kemba was able to get going that quickly early, and, and you know, Billy, you had mentioned this before we hit record, this might have been his best game as a Celtic, and I'm totally behind that.
0: His best game as a Celtic, I mean, he was five for six in the first quarter. I believe he had 17 points, um, but and we'll talk about this later. His defense all night was – Unreal. I mean, Kemba Walker definitely not known for his defense, um, but definitely had a fantastic night. Celtics battle back uh, in the second quarter. Go into the half. Go into halftime, up ten points. I'm feeling great at halftime. I mean, we're shooting forty eight percent. Toronto's shooting thirty eight percent. It's kind of the same old song and dance. Toronto's not able to make shots. Um, and I mean, we had fantastic bench play tonight. Uh, early in that second, uh, in that second quarter, and into the third. Jalen Brown is just – he's got a double-double at halftime. Um, Yep. Just crushing Toronto. Again, crushing Toronto on the boards. I felt great at halftime.
1: Yeah, and it was hard not to, especially with Tatum kind of struggling. It, It was very reminiscent of game one in that regard where, like, the Celtics were playing so well and Tatum just kind of had an ordinary start to the game, ended up as the leading scorer, but had a very ordinary start to game one. And you were feeling really good about where you were at because of how well everybody else was playing. and. Jalen Brown struggled quite a bit in game two. The fact that he was able to bounce back and have the first half that he had a double-double at the break. Kemba's on fire. The bench, I mean, Grant Williams, giving him great bench minutes there uh, in the first half. Um, Robert Williams continues to be really, really good. I love that Brad's given him more and more. In fact, he played 14 minutes tonight. I, I still don't think that's enough. Um, I still think you can play him more. I, I just love what he brings to the table off the bench for the Celtics, both uh, defensively and on the glass. He's been really, really good.
0: Yeah, Grant Williams has been a ton of fun to watch. And and something about – or I'm sorry, Grant Williams, yes, has been fun to watch. But Robert Williams, he gets better every game. Like I remember his first game, you're like, oh, wow, this guy's super athletic. He really doesn't have control of his body. But today, especially in the first half, he has a much better understanding of spacing uh, when, you know, the ball's on the wing. He boxes out the center. He knows where to be. Uh, When you think back into game one – when he started getting some reps, he was late on rotations. He was late in the pick and roll, but uh, he's, you can watch him get better every single game. Um, I would like to see him get more minutes, but you can definitely see the development of him uh, as we go along here. Entering into the third quarter, Van Vliet and Lowry woke up. That's essentially what happened.
1: Yeah, just absolutely killed the Celtics in the third quarter. And Boston's had trouble in this entire series in the third quarter, right? It's been like kind of their lull. I mean, game one, they had such a big lead. The third quarter didn't really matter as much. But um, game two and then tonight especially, third quarter has absolutely killed them. They're not shooting the ball that great. Kind of lackluster defense coming out of the break. It's just very, very difficult to watch at times in the third quarter. And, And to be quite honest, like even before the bubble, like thinking back to like January, February, March, like the Celtics were not a great third quarter team this year. No. And it's manifesting itself again here in the playoffs and it's killing them, right? Like they're in a position where they're bailing themselves out with great, with a really great fourth quarter play. What they were able to do the other night, what they obviously did tonight to put themselves in position to win the basketball game. But the third quarter defense has to be a lot better. And quite honestly, they just need to shoot the ball a bit better in the third quarter. They've been ice cold here the last couple of games.
0: Yeah, so Lowry, thirty-one points, eight rebounds. Van Vliet, twenty-five points, six assists. Uh, They have been missing for most of the series. A great, a great Lowry game by all angles. Uh, And then the three ball starts to fall for uh, for Toronto. They shot thirty-two percent tonight. Um, You know it was going to come back at some point. Came back tonight. Surprisingly, though, a really like like a really bad Serge Ibaka game. Uh, He was one for six. Yeah, he had, a, he had one big block, I think, in the fourth quarter, um, but he was not good tonight. Uh, several misses from uh, – every time he put it up, I was like, that's going in, and uh, just, just wasn't falling for him tonight, but everyone else picked him up. And then the biggest thing that surprised me in the third quarter, and I know you have a gripe with his rotations in general, I hated, hated that we sat Jalen Brown for the majority of this third quarter. I, I really – did not understand it, especially for when in the first and second quarter, he is doing absolutely everything for you. Like he is not, he's not necessarily scoring. He's rebounding. He's handling the ball, finished the game with 19 points, 12 rebounds, four blocks. Um, I did not understand sitting him for the majority of the third quarter. I I didn't either. And like the thing about Jalen Brown too,
1: is that when he gets, when he gets hot, right. And when he's playing well, he's always making the right play. And it's very rare that he's committing a really dumb turnover. He's throwing the ball away or he's taking an ill-advised shot. Like when he's in a groove, it's one of those things where you don't want to take him out of a rhythm. Um, there are several guys on the roster. Obviously, you look at Jason Tatum, you look at Marcus Smart when they're in a rhythm, like you, you want to just keep feeding him. Jalen Brown is very good at playing off the ball, but then with the balls in his hands, when he's in a rhythm, he is just very difficult to defend offensively. And then defensively, he just turns it up to another level when his offense is going as well as it, as well as it did tonight. And the thing that bothers me about Brad Stevens, and, and I love Brad Stevens, I think he's a fantastic coach. He's going to be the coach of the Celtics for a long time. But the thing that bothers me sometimes is that he sticks to the scouting report almost to a fault. Like he has his rotations down to a T, and sometimes even when, you know, you got a guy like Jalen Brown who's got the hot hand in third quarter, he's really the guy who's keeping you consistent, keeping you in the game. You know, Brad just still pulls him out at the time that he always pulls him out of the game. I just didn't agree with that tonight, especially with how he was playing and how kind of lackluster the offense looked, especially throughout the third quarter. I think you need to keep him in there, and Brad just elected not to.
0: Yeah, definitely didn't understand pulling him. But in the fourth quarter, quite honestly, the Celtics clawback, it was a fantastic fourth quarter by the Celtics. Uh, Kemba Walker, again, like for a guy who does not, who has not gotten playoff reps, just looks fantastic and looks so comfortable in these moments uh, and just made winning plays all over the court. Uh, We have a four-point lead with a minute 14 left. And OG Newby makes his only bucket in the entire second half and just, uh, just soul-crushing in general. It's tough. I mean, as well as he played in game two tonight, it was like, oh, man,
1: OG didn't really show up. And then all of a sudden he hits the soul-crushing three at the end, half a second left, unbelievable pass from Lowry. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the chances? Like, you run that playback 10, 11 times. Like, what are the chances that it makes it all the way across the court like that? Perfect pass. OG with half a second left makes a three. Like, at some point you just got to tip your cap. And it was one of those plays, too, where, like, Jalen Brown was so worried about Gasol rolling to the bucket right and he helped he was playing side defense there and then he was so late rotating back once the ball made all the way across to OG. And it was just a half second late on the rotation and half second is all OG needed to make that three. It was an unbelievable shot, unbelievable pass by Lowry. And it leads to just a brutal, brutal loss from the Celtics where, I mean, let's face it, they didn't have their best stuff in the third. They played pretty well in the fourth. Kemba makes that unbelievable pass at the end. I don't know how he even got out of that double team building. Like the fact that he was able to dribble out of that and still uh, make that pass at the very end um, to put the Celtics up. And then you have that just soul
0: crushing play
1: at the very end. And that's just going to leave a terrible taste in your mouth going into game four.
0: The Celtics were prepared for what Nick Nurse quite honestly should have been doing this entire series, which is going to Gasol in the post. Um, I, I Again, another game comes and goes where, you know, Mark Gasol, a really good passer, really polished, post player and nobody really to guard him. And, you know, I can understand putting him outside of the three point arc when Robert Williams is in the game. Uh, Cause you know, you just want to get him out in space, let him make some mistakes. But you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to be going against Daniel Tice, who's an underrated defender, but he has, he, he can't guard Marcus on the post and they continue, continue, continue to put him above the three point line. Um, but again, championship DNA comes through for Toronto. They win the game. Let's talk some positives uh, from the Celtics. What positives did you come away with tonight? Well, number one, it's it's number one on our list here, Billy. Grant Williams minutes off the bench. I, I met
1: you mentioned the the bench play early in the game, and you and I were actually talking uh, before we hit record tonight. The fact that Grant Williams just needed more minutes, and he's starting to get more minutes and how well he's playing defensively. He's already an above-average defender as a rookie. Um, He's always making the right play. You're not worried about him committing a bunch of stupid turnovers. Like, you know what you're going to get out of Grant Williams when he's in the game. And he provides you – he doesn't provide you the offensive upside yet because he's only a rookie and he's still learning. But you can tell that things are starting to click with him, very similar to how it started to click with Robert Williams last year, right, and the fact that he's just kind of – everything's starting to click for him. And and Mm -hmm. you can feel that with Grant Williams. And I think he's going to end up being a really good player for the Celtics down the road, but really encouraging to see him getting some burn and and meaningful minutes the playoff game.
0: Yeah. And again, I I challenge somebody to come up with who Robert Williams reminds you of um, in the, in a Celtic uniform, because I I certainly can't put my finger on anybody uh, that he reminds me of. Um, But other than that, Grant Williams was excellent tonight. Uh, He was good on defense. He had some timely, timely three pointers, Brad Wanamaker wasn't an eyesore. Again, Brad Wanamaker getting better game after game. Used to be horrible, terrible to watch in the uh, regular season. Just don't do anything
1: that's going to cost the Celtics the game when you come in off the bench. And look, like you mentioned, like I feel like Brad Wanamaker has given them decent minutes in this series. He hasn't been absolutely terrible. He's given Kemba some time to take a breather. He's given Tatum some time to, t- to take a breather. So let's face it, when Wanamaker's in, you're taking one of the big three out, right? You're taking either Tatum out or you're, you're taking Jalen out or um, you're taking Kemba out. Like you're gonna have one of those three guys off the court when Wanamaker's playing major minutes. So. Um, the fact that he was able to kind of hold his own, not do anything totally stupid out there, it, it's a step in the right direction. Um, and, and the fact that the Celtics are able to lean a little bit more on their bench is going to be really important moving forward, especially without Gordon Hayward.
0: Talk to me about Canner. Not a bad night from Canner
1: tonight. Not a, not a bad night offensively. I mean, he comes in, he immediately makes that turnaround, and then he cleans up a rebound, puts it off the glass, and in. so he has four points, 2 or 2 shooting. But you can tell why Brad is so afraid to put him in, because immediately, defensively, he's getting attacked in the pick-and-roll, right? So back-to-back possessions is Fanfleet, Fleet, and that's Lowry um, uh, off the pick-and-roll. They're taking advantage of that mismatch, and Cantor is just so slow, defensively trying to guard those guys I understand it's a tough matchup for him because of how big he is and how quick both Van Vliet and Lowry are but you can tell that they're going to attack that every single time he's in the game they're going to do high pick and roll action and they're going to try to get Cantor in that mismatch because he's out there on an island by himself defensively it's, it's pretty tough and that's why Brad I think is so afraid uh, to use Cantor in these situations here even though you would think that against Toronto it would be a favorable matchup with all the bigs they have.
0: Yeah. And the bigs that, yeah, no, I completely agree. And then another fantastic night from Kemba Walker, 29 points on nine of 15 shooting. Um, A massive shout out to his defense, three steals. And he kind of sparked, he sparked the young guys. He took two charges. Uh, He got Grant Williams, take a charge and, um svg or whatever vg it was uh was alluding to it when you have your superstar taking taking charges it gets the rest of the team fired up about it um and that's the bread and butter for the celtics you know we're gonna have to play championship defense uh and it's great to see kemba walker kind of doing his best marcus smart impersonation so um that got me fired up for sure um and and the other thing too and the other thing too
1: and the other thing too billy real quick like we're we're talking about this being one of Kemba's best games as a Celtic offensively, but really, like his defense, like alluded to, two. I think the defense was a big reason why we're talking about this being one of Kemba's best games um, in a Boston uniform. Like it's, his defense was unreal tonight.
0: I went from thinking that going into this series, Toronto was going to target two things, and it was going to be being physical with Kemba Walker, which the Sixers clearly did, uh, and attacking the paint with. You know, Abaka and Gasol. Abaka and Gasol are not elite post players, but they're no. very serviceable and uh, have both been all stars at one point. Uh, and clearly, have the size advantage. And here we are in Game Three. Kemba Walker has played <clears throat> very well on defense, and we have out rebounded Toronto in three games in a row. Um, so, you know, just kind of an odd, uh, an odd, odd sequence there. And then negatives. You got to go into the negatives and. If you know me, you know what's coming here. We talked about last game. What really stood out was the fact that we were missing Gordon Hayward and we didn't have the ability to uh, have that fourth option that was able to click. The problem here is it's inexcusable for Tatum not to go to the free throw line at least 10 times. Uh, You had Tatum. He took six free throws today. Jalen Brown took two. Um, Just the nature of the way the Celtics play, the nature that you need Tatum to attack – it, it just that can't be. You can't be shooting eight free throws with your two star wings. And we talked about it again before we pressed record. Tatum played well enough, um but never really dominated the game. And I understand Kemba was the one who had it going, but you have to get to the free throw line more. um So that was just a that was that definitely stuck out to me. And then two fast break points only for the Celtics tonight, uh and still too many turnovers for me. We didn't get to twenty. I believe we had fifteen or sixteen tonight, but. Just really sloppy play at times, um, which is which is just really frustrating.
1: Yeah, the turnovers are killing them, and it's it was less of an issue tonight than it had been in games one and two, but it's something they certainly need to clean up. Um, just kind of looking down the list here, Jalen Brown. You know, as much as we talk about him making the right play, he actually led the Celtics tonight with four turnovers. Um, it just it just can't happen. Marcus Smart. One of my notes here was kind of the regression To the mean for Marcus Smart The fact that he was 4-15 shooting tonight Two of nine from three He had three turnovers Like Marcus Smart From an offensive standpoint It was a bad game for him Right But I don't feel like it was a bad Marcus Smart game If that makes sense
0: He did take some of those threes Where you're like Okay Like I know you're trying really hard No, 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 no Gotta get yours Yeah And they didn't just, Just didn't fall tonight You know Right,
1: right and and then I th- the thing that you brought up about the free throws too, and I think uh, look, it's totally correct. Like the self shoot, what like ninety three percent in game two from the line. And tonight, yeah. it's just like you have your two star wings not getting in a free throw line. Kemba did get to the line seven times. He was seven to seven from the stripe, so that was obviously really good. But not having Tatum and not having Brown get to the free throw line more regularly, I think, really killed them tonight. Because C- that's something, let's be honest, that really helped them the first two games of the series.
0: Yeah. And another thing about just getting to the line is it disrupts the pattern or it disrupts the rhythm of Toronto. Toronto is a team that likes to get out and run. Um, you know, we have a deeper bench. We just, we have to be getting in the free, we have to be getting in the free throw line. It just has to happen. There's no reason yep. why, uh, why we can't be doing that. And then moving forward, just two questions for Brad. I mean, I really – I don't want to see Samuel O'Sullay anymore. I've said it every time that we've gotten on this podcast. I, I just I, – I really can't see it anymore. And it wasn't even that he played horrible. It's just like why is Romeo Lankford not getting more minutes? Like right. I don't understand. Minutes. I under, Yeah, I don't understand the reason to – it's like you're forcing him – Brad Stevens is forcing semi-oge on the court and Nick nurse is forcing Pascal Siakam to be a superstar. And it's so funny to watch these genius coaches do these two things. Um, give Romeo Langford some minutes. I want to see him play. I want to see what he's got. I want to see him uh, mature. The only reason that uh, Robert Williams has gotten better is because he's playing minutes. Uh, For sure, 100%. And you got your boy, Brian, on the train of, hey, no more Semi-Ogele. And he
1: was finally banging that drum. He
0: finally came home. He finally finally came came home. home. finally Um, came home
1: yeah and, and i'm totally with you i mean he's he's on the court six minutes tonight and he did hit that one three but every time he shoots i don't have any confidence it's going in i mean it's just especially coming off of some of the shots he took in game two he barely hits rim on one he air balls the other it's just like a semi mean, dude like number one why are you in like you're not really contributing defensively either which is supposed to be his calling card, his calling card quote-unquote He's not even not great of a defender so i'm not really sure why he's getting minutes at this point to be Honest with you.
0: If you didn't look at his shot, clar- uh, his shot chart and you just looked at, like, that Amazon AWS, like, where you follow where he goes in the court, you'd be like, oh, this is a 3 and D guy. It's like, no, he's actually uh, horrible from 3 and not very good at defense. So, I don't yeah. understand why he's on the court. Yeah. Um, I mean, the funny part
1: about it is, like, your actual 3 and D guy, like, coming off the bench, actual, like, young 3 and D guy is probably Grant Williams. Yeah. And he's being used, and, and I understand because of, you know, the position he played at Tennessee in college where he was like mm-hmm. you know, like a big for them. So he comes in, he plays, you know, he, he's more of like playing the four or the five and playing like that undersized defensive role. But he's your actual three and D
0: guy. So I, I think more minutes for him, less for Ojale would really help us all. Moving forward, um, it's a tough loss, I think. You know, we all kind of got wrapped up in the fact that you know, oh, it's two nothing. Like, you know, we're gonna maybe we'll sweep. Toronto's a championship, has championship DNA. I know they don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore. I love Kyle Lowry. Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, and again, kind of the Achilles here for the Celtics, you don't get to the free throw line. You turn the ball over a bunch, and Toronto wakes up and shoots really well. Uh, are you worried? Do you think? What do what you kind of? What, what is your? Uh, what you're feeling right now?
1: this is going to be a pretty huge test for a young team. This is where like you talk about the loss of Gordon Hayward and like, you're really worried about it, you know, playing a team like Milwaukee or playing Miami. Right. Um, But you feel like you can get by Toronto without Hayward. They could have really used Hayward in game four coming up, right. That veteran presence, a guy who's been there before, who's faced adversity in the postseason, Like, (laughs) <laughs> it's a young Celtics team. A lot of these guys have been there before, but having another veteran presence in that locker room to be like, hey, look, pick your head up because we can't let this team get back into this series. Because let's face it, if this thing gets to 2-2, like, game on. Like, Toronto's really good. I mean, Toronto's uh, really good. Especially if they start shooting. Uh, especially if they start shooting. I mean, they, they won 53 games this year. Like, they're a really strong team. Right. And Pascal Siakam still hasn't played well in the series, by the way. Yeah. And like if he gets going, like he's a matchup nightmare, too. Like he's a tough guy to defend when he's got it going. And for some reason, he just can't play well against Boston. I don't know what it is, but he had another rough night shooting tonight. Um, but if he ever gets it going, I, I think the Celtics are Look, man, like they got to they got to win game four. I mean, especially coming off thing. of how they lost this, they have got to win game four.
0: You got to nip this in the bud 100%. Uh, and the most frustrating part is it's a stolen game, right? This is a stolen yep. game. Uh, there's no way about it, but it chalks up as a loss. Series is 2-1. Who's your player of the game tonight?
1: My player of the game is Kemba Walker. And uh, I-, I could I could see, see Jalen Brown, but to be honest with you, like the way Kemba Walker kept him in, especially in the first quarter when Toronto made that initial run, you know Kemba had some huge baskets there in the middle of the first quarter where – you know, Celtics, let's be honest, like offensively in the first quarter, it wasn't great outside of Kemba. Um, if he doesn't get it going like he did uh, with the 17 points in the first quarter, like Celtics are sitting in a really tough spot there, um, you know, heading into the second quarter, going into halftime. Like mm-hmm. you talk about their third quarter issues, like they needed those minutes early from Kemba Walker and they got him. Um, yeah, his best game is Celtic, both offensively, and defensively, in my opinion.
0: Completely agree. Uh, I'll give Brown an honor, uh, an honorable mention. Played really well. Stuff the stat sheet, and again, was kind of the making everything happen. And again, I'm so frustrated with the with the way the minutes kind of fell out, fell through. But uh, one shining moment, you know, I would go with the Jalen Brown or the uh, Robert Williams slam. Uh, I will say when I saw Robert Williams throw it down, I thought he blew Ridiculous. his knee out. I thought he blew his knee out. Like the the yeah. guy is, if John ja Morant, like ate a lot and was way taller, it would be Robert Williams. Like I I can't think of another athletic big like that. Um I, I really I can't even I don't even have a player comp for him. I just don't. Yeah we were we were talking I guess it was yesterday on the phone. Uh-huh. We were trying to figure out who the who
1: the comp was for for Robert Williams. You brought it up earlier in this podcast too and I'm trying to think like he's not Garnett. You know you mentioned Leon Poe, which I thought was a nice comparison, but like he's not Leon Poe either. He's obviously taller and lengthier than Kendrick Perkins. I'm just
0: thinking of like, defiant, across the like, lead, like yeah. across the whole league. I don't know who his comp is. I, I don't. I don't either. Um, he hasn't played enough. I've seen him play like <laughs> 25 minutes.
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's the other part of it. Brad's got to play him more so we can figure it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I'm really excited to see him continue to develop. I mean, he's he's got so much upside offensively. His defense is already there, um, and it's only going to continue to get better. And he's obviously a really good rebounder. It's He's giving the Celtic really valuable minutes in the playoffs in his, in his second full year. And this is like really the, the first year where he's getting major minutes. I mean, let's face it, he didn't play a lot last year. So, um, yeah, re- there's really good opportunity for Robert Williams here in the future.
0: Last thing I'll ask, because uh, I, I feel like some people will say this. I didn't really have a problem with it. Do you have a problem with bringing Taco Fall in at the last minute, uh, just cold to play to play the inbound? I, I don't because uh, – when else?
1: Number one, when else are you going to play a guy who's like seven foot four, like and, yeah. and kind of uncoordinated? Um, throw him in there. Then, like that's fine. Like that's totally fine with me. And and look, like I think Brad Stevens' heart was in the right place with that play. Like I think he had he had the right idea in mind. It just didn't work out. I mean, it was a ridiculous pass by Lowry. I mean, that's that's really just kind of what it is. Noji still has to hit that shot at the end. Uh, but I don't ha- I don't really have a problem with that.
0: Yeah, well, game uh, game four. Got to find a way to, to get it done Saturday, um, and uh, we'll be back, Mike. Hope to have you. Uh, hope to have you back on here. This was fantastic. Uh, great, man. Hope to find you.
1: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, check me out at Mike McDaniel VT on Twitter. I, I usually just talk Virginia Tech sports, but you'll find me tweeting about the Celtics because
0: I live and die with them, much like you do, Billy. Absolutely. We'll be back here with you on Saturday. Everybody, have a fantastic long Labor Day weekend. Oh, no.